do I even want a life with this person? Am I staying with this person? Am I staying with this man because I'm afraid to go through another separation? pressing play on today's podcast episode, I will be unpacking with you a direct message that I recently received. This is a direct message from a mom who has a son. She has moved on with another person into a new relationship, but there's a dynamic that she's really not sure about anymore. And it's making her second guess if she wants to actually progress with this person that she has now built a life with over the past three years. So I'm going to read the direct message to you, but before we do that, just quickly, a word from today's sponsors. Unless, of course, you're one of our Venti members, in that case, there are no ads and your episode is about to keep playing. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Okay, let's get into it. Long story short, I'm in a pickle. My son is five and my current partner came into our lives two years ago. We moved quick and we moved in together after four months and we are engaged two years later. I love him. He is the kindest, sweetest person, but he is always so frustrated with my son. He became comfortable with him very quickly. He yells at him. He tries to send him to his room. I heard him say recently, can you just listen for once in your life? My son does love him and I guess he hasn't done anything wrong as such, but I feel like I'm delaying getting married and having another child with him He desperately wants one. I don't think I feel 100% on us anymore. But I'm too afraid to even think about separating because I would feel awful for my son. He is such a sensitive little guy and it breaks my heart to even imagine him hurting. And it would mean that I'm starting all over again, which I've already done once when my ex-husband and I separated. I feel stuck. Oh. There are so many elements to this message that we can really unpack, I think. Firstly, I wish I could just reach through the direct message and give this woman a big squeeze because I can hear how much she is struggling with so many of the different elements there. Some things that jump out to me, of course, are how much she loves her son, how much she wants to protect her son and protect him in a variety of different ways, protect him from someone who is potentially not parenting him in a way that aligns with her values of parenting in terms of the yelling and the frustration and, you know, those snarky little remarks about, can you just listen for once in your life? But also then the flip side of this is, this is a mum that wants to protect her son from losing another man that has come into his life. And perhaps I shouldn't say losing another man because I don't know, I don't have any context for how involved the father is, But that experience of a family 
coming apart, like his family unit, especially considering this man, your current partner, has been involved in his life for three years from the age of two. And two years old, as we know, really like there's still a baby at two. And perhaps the fact that your son was so young when you partnered up with your current partner has kind of allowed him to have more of a parental role or feel more entitled to a parental role than perhaps he would if he came into the picture when your son was older. And I say that just based off the research I've done, the interviews I've had and conversations I've had with other blended families. It really is important to consider how you're blending and the age of the children that you are integrating and blending with. Because a two-year-old is likely going to bond in much more of a parental way than perhaps a five-year-old or a seven-year-old or a 10-year-old, certainly a teenager would in those early days. And so I just wanted to acknowledge that because your partner probably does feel that parental entitlement. Again, I don't have all of the details here. I don't have all of the nuances, but if you guys have full custody of him and he has raised him full time, he may have a sense of entitlement over how to parent. This is when it's really important that communication is king. And I hear you. I, I so hear that this listener wants to protect her son and that conflict inside. If you hear someone speak to your child in a way that you don't want them spoken to, And it puts you in a really awful position. It puts you in a position of feeling like, I don't want to rock the boat. Am I being too sensitive? Because Lord knows as mums, we're always told that we're being too sensitive and that we should maybe toughen up a bit. And then you also don't want to potentially alienate your partner or cause friction there. There are a lot of different elements that we're working with in a blended family dynamic. And so whilst this situation is not unique to only blended families, because there will be biological parents out there who are in a partnership under the same roof, and they definitely have disagreements about parenting and disciplining and communicating and all of those things. But there are so many other moving parts when it comes to blending a family in terms of loyalty and things like that. I remember speaking to an expert when I was creating Surviving Separation, which is our online guide for people who are going through breakups. And if you haven't got it and you're going through a breakup, definitely grab yourself a copy. And we do have the discount code IM for podcast listeners. That's 20% off. And it's also got all of the audio as well. I just always forget to mention it. So whilst it's on my mind, don't forget we do have that and details are in the show notes. But I remember speaking to a family therapist and she said to me, when blending families, even if one of the adults does not have their own children, you still need to think of that other adult as their own family unit. So you, the biological parent and your child or children are one unit and then the other person is their own unit. And that's really how you've got to treat it, especially early on. And I know it's not super early on for you because you've been together for years now And you're potentially struggling with, do I even want a life with this person? Am I staying with this person? Am I staying with this man? Because I'm afraid to go through another separation. So as I said, lots of, you know, kind of elements happening here in this message. But to start with the communication with your son, you have to be your son's advocate and his safe space. I know that's what you are. I know that's what you want to be. 
But if you feel like your son's emotional wellness, emotional health is being compromised because someone in the house is talking to him poorly, that is your job to step up and make your son's wellness, your son's safety in all areas of life, your number one priority. That doesn't mean you can protect him from all adversity. All kids need to face adversity. But if you are in a situation where it's like, huh, do I speak up and say something to my partner and cause friction and cause him to feel bad in order to keep my son feeling safe and to feel good about the the way that things are happening under this roof? You've got to choose the latter. You cannot prioritize your partner's comfort in this situation. Now, that doesn't mean, in my opinion, that you need to go straight to him now and say, don't you ever fucking talk to my son again like that, you piece of shit. But it does mean that you need to make it a priority to communicate with him about why and how you want your son to be treated. You can do this in a gentle way. You can sit down and approach it in a roundabout way of, you know what, Johnny's now five. I've been having a bit of a think about how we parent him and how we respond to certain situations. This is how I want to respond and this is why I want to respond. What do you think about that? And have a conversation in a way that is not as direct, you know, not a direct criticism and it's not inflammatory. That's an absolutely like essential part of building a life with someone is having the ability to communicate. I think that when we're in a partnership, we do need to understand that we can have the same goal. You can have the same goal, which might be, oh, let's raise Johnny to be really respectful, but you have completely different roadmaps of how to do that. And those roadmaps are often stemming from childhood beliefs and childhood modeling. If your partner grew up in a house where that's how he was spoken to, of course, that's what he's going to likely defer to unless he's putting in extra consideration and you have a plan and you're both on board with how you want to do it. We do just tend to revert to how things were done to us or what we deem to be like the most easy and direct route. So keeping that in mind as well, but having that open dialogue when you're building a life with someone is essential. And I don't have any extra details. I don't know if you've tried to do this. I don't know if you've just always held your tongue, but that would be my first um, suggestion for what it's worth. Sit down and communicate with your person and just speak from a place of keeping your son as your number one priority. There are other parts of this message that talk to fears about not wanting to progress in terms of not wanting to actually get married, not wanting to have another child, potentially not even wanting to be together. So those issues may be related, like the fact that potentially if you have tried to communicate with this person, with your partner about how you want your son to be spoken to, and you're not being validated, heard, you're not seeing any positive direction or feeling respected in that space, then I don't blame you for not wanting to get married or having another child. That gut instinct needs to be listened to. If you haven't tried to communicate about this, if you have taken the you know approach of just trying to be the peacekeeper, and again, I don't blame you for taking that route either, but if you have sort of maintained that peacekeeper role and you haven't brought it up, 
then potentially, not potentially, I would say to you, it's certainly worth at least having these conversations rather than just walking away from a relationship that may be able to work through these things. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is long. Having a child with someone is massive. You know, like I think having a child with, not I think, having a child with someone is probably the biggest thing that you can do and understanding who it is that you're having a child with is key. And sometimes we don't actually know that until we go through a breakup or a separation and that's a whole other conversation. But I don't blame you for having reservations if you're finding yourself feeling tense or like you have to walk on eggshells or Like you have to continually smooth things over between your partner and your son. But you've also said here that he's an incredibly sweet person and kind. Um, And I think you've even said, where is it? Sorry, it is in front of me. It's You say here, I love him and he is the kindest and sweetest person, but he's always frustrated with my son. So the kind and sweet side of him, can you dig a bit deeper? Like, what is the kind and sweet side of him that you can implore to understand that your son is only five years old? And can you say to him, you know, having a child with you, I understand that's something that you want to do, but in order for me to feel safe to do so, these are some markers we have to hit. This is some progress that we have to make so that I can feel safe enough to do that. When you go through a separation with children, Having another child is huge because you have already been through the biggest heartbreak, not the biggest, but one of the biggest heartbreaks of having your child go through that whole quote unquote broken family experience. So it makes sense that you're having conflicting feelings and I do implore you to listen to your gut, but I also encourage you not to let the fear, not to let the fear of having that broken family experience stop you from accessing happiness if it is on the other side and it is truly something that you want. I hope that makes sense. That's coming from a very personal place of experience of having a lot of fear surrounding things that I actually do want because when you have what it is that you want, it can trigger that fear response of, oh my gosh, what if I actually lose it? So I don't know if there's some of that going on at play here. The other thing I wanted to touch on is that fear of separating again, because you say here that you would feel awful for your son because he's so sensitive. And just to highlight, if your son is sensitive and then there is someone in the home speaking to him in a way that is not kind, that's not good for him either. Like going through a separation would be hard on him, yes, But maybe a life looking down the barrel of someone who is always frustrated with him would actually be harder. And I always think it's interesting that often as parents, we think to ourselves, oh, I want to stay together for the kids. And then fast forward 
so many people have had the experience where their parents will separate when they're adults and they'll say, oh, you know, we stayed together for you kids. We just wanted to get you kids through it. And the kids will often turn around and say, I wish you didn't do that. I wish you didn't stay together because what that taught us was dysfunction and it taught us that you self-sacrifice and that you put up with things and you don't have boundaries. So rather than thinking, oh, if I go through another separation, what damage will that do to my son? And I don't want to gaslight you because yes, it will be hard. And yes, it is, you know, your child will face adversity and loss and it will be hard. But at the same time, maybe it won't actually be harder than you staying in a dynamic that you're not 100% about. And maybe it will be harder for your son to face that frustration day in, day out, and to see mum in turmoil. The stigma of being a single mum is very real. And the stigma of having another, and I'm using bunny ear quotes here, another failed relationship is something that keeps women in unhealthy relationships and dynamics far longer than we should be. Because we are afraid, what does it mean? What does it say about us? Does it mean we are unworthy? Does it mean we are unlovable? And we have to flip the script and go, yeah, okay, this relationship didn't work out, but we were together for a few years. We learned, we grew. I now know more about myself, about what I want from my child, what I would do next time, what I would do differently. And you take those lessons and you use it for fuel for a great future. It doesn't have to mean that there is something inherently wrong with you And we do, we really need to change the narrative and the stigma surrounding women who are exiting relationships or women where people have exited relationships on them. There really is still so much work to do in that space. But I hope that some of this has been helpful to you. Again, just a bit of a recap. I encourage you to communicate about this issue. You have to. Your son has to be your number one loyalty. That's who you need to honor of course, yourself as well, but you are his protector. You are his safe space. Don't be afraid and don't let the fear or the stigma or what you think it says about you stop you from doing what you truly want to do. It is okay to have doubts and fears about a certain future, particularly when you've gone through hard times and you can give yourself some time, maybe even time and space to figure out what it is that you want. Let me know if this has been helpful for you. I know there's a lot to unpack in this one and I do appreciate you writing in and sharing this with me. If you enjoy this style of episode, always please feel free to slide into my DMs and let me know. And if you have a direct message you would like me to unpack here on the podcast, please send it on in. Before you go anywhere, I just wanted to mention that if you happen to be going through a breakup or you've recently gone through a separation or you're considering going through a separation, you really need to take a look at Surviving Separation. It is a program I created because I know what it is like to feel like your whole world is coming apart. And there were so many elements of my own separation that I wish I knew and understood and had support for, like just in terms of going through the actual legal side of things, the practical side of things with co-parenting, supporting kids, supporting myself, going through that real loss of identity. 
So as I moved through my separation and I got to a point where I felt like I had some wisdom to share, I reached out to some of the best in the business. I'm talking therapists, divorce coaches, lawyers, and I invited them to contribute to create surviving separation. It is going to be your best friend if you are going through a breakup. And if you enjoy podcasts, you're going to love Surviving Separation because it comes with seven hours of audio. And I know that when I was going through a really hard time, it helped. It really helped to listen to other people's stories, other people's words of wisdom, just to know that I wasn't alone and that everything I was experiencing was valid and it would eventually pass. So we have a discount code for you to access Surviving Separation. You will receive it instantly. It's a beautiful program. As I mentioned, you've got your audio element as well. So head to thefray.com, F-R-A-E.com. Details are in the show notes and use our code IM, all in capitals, for 20% off today. Definitely check it out because going through a separation is soul destroying sometimes. And I hate to say it, but it is. And surviving separation was created so that you could feel supported and seen and have a bit of a roadmap through the really tricky times ahead. So that discount code again is IM for 20% off surviving separation. If you know a girlfriend who is going through it, perhaps reach out and let her know. Today's podcast episode was recorded on the land of the Bunjalung Nation. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.